Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. A Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock. Bowersockteam.com. She is your Longhorn lender. Let Aaron do for you what she did for Craig and Linda. Craig has nothing but good things to say about the home loan process going through Aaron and company. When they, when he and Linda made the move to Georgetown, everything worked out very well. She's Aaron Bowersock. Bowersockteam.com. She is your Longhorn lender. All right, Cameron, we got to get through this David Pierce audio. So Texas gets a series win over Indiana, which is okay, pretty good. You win a series. But Sunday, it was a comedy of errors. Uh, you know, Texas was 0 for 3 on stolen base opportunities. That's not counting Garrett Gilmet getting thrown out uh, at one point in the game on a bad read of a wild pitch in the dirt. We'll, we'll get to some of that, but this was David Pierce right after the game. So he did the post game with Nathan Thornhill and with Craig uh, that you heard here on the horn. Then he comes over with the TVs and the writers, and he wasted no time getting right after it, expressing his disgust, not just that Texas lost to Indiana yesterday 4-2, but the way it unfolded. That was probably one of the most embarrassing losses that I've had since I've been at Texas or maybe in 35 years of coaching. And simply because we didn't execute, but we didn't execute our communication. And there was zero uh, information there. It's just we've got to get better at understanding the game, uh, understanding situational baseball, and learn from it because we didn't do a good job of that. I thought Travis pitched well enough to win. He was outstanding. Uh, it was great to see Charlie Hurley come in there for three innings that, you know, something we've been looking at and hoping that's going to come. And, you know, his mind's clear. He, he got into competitive mode, and that's where we need him. Offensively, we got plenty of work to do. All right, so uh, I hope that was clear enough for everybody here. He said that was one of the most embarrassing losses he's had since he's been at Texas and maybe in his 35 years of coaching, just with the errors. And, you know, situational baseball was just bad yesterday. The one move that I can really put on David Pierce that I questioned from a, just a coaching standpoint, I felt like maybe he went with Travis Staley a little bit too long. Uh, Staley took the loss yesterday, five and two-thirds, gave up five hits, three runs, struck out six, no walks on 94 pitches, but gave up a couple of singles there uh, in the sixth. And I just felt like kind of was really up against it. They go to Heston Toll, he gives up a run. Chris Stewart gives up uh, an RBI base hit. So things kind of came unraveled a little bit on the hill. Uh, that was a four-run inning for Indiana there uh, in the sixth. But, again, the offense did themselves no favors. And – you know, was it guys were, were guys missing signs? Was it just bad decisions on the coach's part? Uh, David Pierce took the team right after the game was over. You know, especially on Sundays, guys will kind of mill around and sign autographs and talk to family. Very rarely since he's been the head coach of Texas have I seen David Pierce just take the team straight into the clubhouse after the game. He did, and uh, this is a, the gist of what he told them in the clubhouse. Like I told him, I said, I'm not in here to yell and scream at you. I'm in here to make you understand that detail just lost that game. And if we play like that, we're going to lose a lot of games. That's the bottom line. It wasn't their guy was better than our guy or any of that. It was just really a four-play baseball game from our side when you are down by two and not understanding what should happen. And just, you know, a simple dirtball read doesn't matter at that point. Um, and other things, we missed a hit and run. We didn't get the ball in play. Um, so we want to be active, but we got to feel confident that we can do that. We'll get there, but we're just going to have to make some mental and physical adjustments. 
not, will you? We'll look at some other players. So there you hear David Pierce talking about it. Either guys are going to get some mental situations figured out or he's going to find guys that will. If you, if you look at the base running errors specifically, uh, I believe the missed hit and run was on Jared Thomas on the play where Mitchell Daly got thrown out trying to take second. I think that was the missed hit and run. The dirt ball, the bad dirt ball read was Garrett Gilmet getting thrown out in that situation with two outs. Man, the base, ha- having a base runner is much more important than getting a stolen base. So that was the bad read. Uh, I think you know Porter Brown got thrown out on a delayed steal, and then I think Jaden Duplantier just flat missed a sign, or there was just some kind of just gross miscommunication when he got on base in the ninth. But anyway, you slice it. Again, it's not that Texas lost the game. It's how they lost the game. Uh, they, they're a better team than Indiana. I think the first two games of the series, uh, that played out. And Indiana's not a terrible team. Uh, you know, they've got multiple guys that were freshman All-Americans last season. So they've got some talent. Uh, but this Texas team did not play well at all yesterday. Pitching and defense yesterday for Texas was good enough for them to win that ball game. Offensively, though, just too many mistakes, uh, comedy of errors. And they don't have that much time to get it straightened out because tomorrow night, still, according to the latest D1Baseball.com Top 25, the number one team in the country coming into town tomorrow night. Well, they've been in the area, but they'll be at UFC Dishfuck Field tomorrow night. LSU in Texas, 615 with the pregame, 631st pitch. Are you making your way out there, Cameron? I don't think I can get in. It's <laughs> sold out, and I'm trying to save up money for the Kansas game. But, sheesh, it, it's uh, I had multiple people – Asked me, like, hey, can you get me in? Like, I can't even get in, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, you know what? Uh, maybe you can go hang out with the folks at left field. Yeah. Left field. If any, if anybody in left field is listening, would you allow Cameron to come hang out with you for the LSU game and maybe enjoy a beverage or two? I wonder if we're going to see Paul Skeens on the mount. You think? No, so? not going to see Skeens. Uh, Skeens will be on the weekend. I don't know who LSU is throwing. LeBaron Johnson, David Pierce said he was almost – Certain LBJ is going to get the start tomorrow. I don't know who LSU's throwing. Uh, I don't even know if you'll see Skeens hit tomorrow. So it, I, I don't know if you'll see Paul Skeens tomorrow, but you'll see the rest of that LSU lineup, which, man, when you talk about cleaning up in the portal, building a team through the portal, Jay Johnson did that, cleaning up in the portal. With You look at the big guns LSU had in the offseason. That's why they entered the season as the number one team in the country, still the number one team in the country. Real quick, to, Jeff. Yeah. How much do you think resell is for this Texas baseball game? Are you looking at it right, right now? Yeah. Ooh, uh, just your standard like box seat. I'm gonna say two hundred. Two hundred. So box seats. I want about box seats. If you want to sit, uh, left field line, very end, fifty bucks right now. Dang. Before before fees and all that good stuff. Behind behind home plate, looking at about one hundred twenty two. Under the clamshell, you're probably about. Is is that the high end 122? Yeah. Okay, that's that's not as bad as I thought. Not awful, not awful at all. It, it's it's. I think it's a testament for what CDC has done. Is now you're looking at because before, I mean, I would get Texas basketball tickets for six bucks off of stuff up before every game, and now for not just football. Obviously, football has always been a, a high ticket, but baseball, basketball, it, it's 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 a different era. I think in Texas athletics for the fan experience and going to the games. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Russell said he just bought LSU tickets this morning on StubHub and there were still a few available. Cameron, got a text from the folks out in left field. All right. Said you're more than welcome to join join the folks in left field. Just let me know what six-pack to bring. I'll be out there. 
There you go. Where are you at on Twitter, Cameron? Cameron D. Parker. At Cameron D. Parker on Twitter. Get together with Occupy Left Field. You guys figure it out. And Cameron, I expect on Wednesday, I expect a full report okay. on your left field experience right. for the LSU game. Dude, LSU's in town. That left field, left field is going to be the place to be tomorrow. The dish is going to be electric tomorrow. It's going to be a fun, fun, fun day of baseball. One texture said they watched LSU yesterday at Dell Diamond. They are very, very good. Yes, the Tigers, that's why they're they're the favorite to get not only get to Omaha, but to get it done and uh, be raising a banner when they're done in Omaha. Real quick, got a couple of Texas football tidbits I want to get to. Uh, my man Hudson Standish has been killing it at Horns 24-7 lately. Uh, he's had the latest round of team news notes and nuggets on the site. Uh, those were posted before the weekend, so I didn't get to them on this show because they were posted after we went off the air. But Hudson said he checked in with team sources. All the buzz, Cameron, has been on Cedric Baxter Jr. getting a chance to step in right away for Bijan, Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson and uh you know fill that void at running back. And yeah, you know, we've seen it all the time. I talk about it all the time. Running back typically the easiest position to transition to if there is such a thing going from high school to college. Uh Cedric Baxter was one of the best running backs in the country, a five star guy. So uh get over to Horns twenty four seven, check out more of that. Also the Stampede, as it is every week, Mike Roach's weekly collection of recruiting news notes and nuggets, kind of a program overview uh from a recruiting standpoint. So Mike did a really good job with that this week. And also a crystal ball prediction came in today, Cameron. Steve Wiltfong, and when Steve Wiltfong makes a crystal ball projection, uh, you can more often than not pretty much take it to the bank. He's got a crystal ball projection in for five-star running back Jarrett Gibson out of IMG Academy, the number one ranked running back prospect in the country for the class of 2024. Crystal ball to Texas today. There was a lot of crystal balls over the weekend. It was like Oprah giving out cars, but this is a <laughs> crystal ball. You get a ball. crystal ball, and you get a crystal ball. No, this is This legit. is one that came across my timeline, Jeff, and I was like, here we go. Yeah, Steve, well, Shard Choice, man. I'll tell you what, don't don't lose sight of the fact that Steve Sarkeesian, not only did he put together a really good original staff, but his hires to replace guys that have moved on have been really good, and I didn't know if it was possible to get a full-on upgrade from Stan Drayton, but I think you upgraded with Tashard Choice. It's hard to say you upgraded from a recruiting standpoint since Stan Drayton helped get B. John Robinson to Texas, but Tashard Choice has been lights out on the recruiting trail. Getting Cedric Baxter last year in Texas very much in the mix for Jarrett Gibson out of IMG Academy in the 2024 class. So Tashard Choice getting it done on the recruiting trail.